0: It should clear out in plenty of time for the event at the Garden on the Bridge, which is coming up this Friday, as the party will be from 4.30 until 7 o'clock. Who better to talk about that than Faith Kenton from the Friends of the Garden on the Bridge? Faith, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. And for starters, who are the Friends of the Garden on the Bridge?
1: Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, everyone out there. Yes, the Friends of the Garden on the Bridge is a small group of people locally who have been working for a couple years now to make the Garden on the Bridge look better, be more useful, be a brighter, safer, happier place. And we have been two years at it, and we have gotten some major accomplishments so what's the
0: event coming up on Friday all about?
1: Friday night's event is about showing off our local talent and showing off the bridge as a place to come and with your friends and perform a song or a dance or write side poetry or sit and relax with some of our wonderful food. It's, a, it's an introduction to the new AMP, A-M-P, That's short for amphitheater. And I tell people if they can't come to any of our concerts, at least come and take a walk across the bridge, the Garden on the Bridge, to the far end under the trestle, and you will be amazed at what you see.
0: So how does the day work? you got a party, you got the concert. The concert begins at 6 o'clock, and who will be singing in the concert?
1: The singer will be a young woman named Kate Miller, who is kind of from the local area. I think she works at Mackey's, and she's a friend of one of our members. And she, this is her third concert. She has been there twice already, and uh, she does guitar, and, and she sings songs that she writes herself. She's on the web, if anyone wants to look her up, Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N Miller, and she's going to be performing at six
0: o'clock. And it looks like she's a barefoot contessa. I'm looking at a picture of her performing August 19th at the Garden on the Bridge concert, and she's there like on a blanket, performing on a blanket, and she's performing barefoot. Am I correct on that?
1: Sure. Well, we she needs shoes. That's why she brought her, her rug there. Um, she's, she's, was very very well received, and people liked her, and she had agreed to do three concerts, which I thought was terrific. One word about the use of the space that we're trying to publicize to the people who might want to go there, that it is a free-use space. There's no fee, there's no charge, there's nothing you have to do except show up and perform. Bring your friends and let them see what you can do.
0: Now, what goes on in this event on Friday before the Queen of the Meadow, Kate Miller, does her thing at the amp at the Garden on the Bridge? You've got a party going on starting at 430. How does that work?
1: Well, we have. it depends on, on the public, on the people. It's calling it a social, and it's an open house event before the concert just to come and talk and meet people and walk around and look at pictures and talk to us. You can buy a piece of, of goodies from Culinary Expressions. Keeley's going to be providing the food. Bring your own beverage. We want to keep this as simple as we can for ourselves. And uh, we will have tables and chairs from the rec, <coughs> the rec department. So that's an hour or so for you to just come enjoy everything and then wander over to the amp and hear the music and see the performance.
0: BYOB, but they will be offering some light refreshments as well. But this is partly to show off the progress of what's been going on recently at the Garden on the Bridge. And speaking of the gardens on the Garden on the Bridge, how did they make out given the severe drought conditions we had until eight days ago?
1: Oh, yeah, it was tough. We had some, some unpleasant-looking planters there by the end of the summer, You know, the irrigation there is wonky. It works sometimes. It doesn't work sometimes. And it was just kind of tough keeping those things watered. But we did what we could, and some of the Garden Club volunteers lugged in water in their cars, and most of the shrubbery and the bushes in the planters have been okay. The annuals took kind of a hit. I'm sure everybody who gardens knows that, that they just don't have the deep roots and they have to fight a little bit. But right now it looks good. We've cleaned that all out. And the the thing about the planters is keep your eye on the Main Street end of the Garden on the Bridge because those planters, I think there are five of them, are going to be removed, the ones with the big hydrangeas. The hydrangeas are going to be replanted next door right in that long, long garden strip along Main Street. But the planters that they were in have become cracked and unpleasant looking. So we're going to be saving the plants, but removing the planters.
0: Faith was one of the visions of the folks when this whole garden on the bridge concept came up. That, of course, started after the Thread City crossing. The Frog Bridge was open to make it so that the flowering plants on the garden on the bridge can be Colorful for as long as possible, meaning things bloom the things are on the bridge that bloom as early as possible in the spring, and some other places on the bridge you've got things that bloom as late as possible into the fall.
1: Well, that's always the part of the plan of a gardener to have year round color and with a variety of things. But you have to you have to educate people also to look at form and height and Density and all those things. Sometimes things look better with just the branches to look at, just the formation of how the branches move. So we're, we've got all those goals in mind. And, Faith,
0: I touched on this in that last question, but maybe you can take it a step further, that that was the main viaduct that went under the railroad tracks to get people from Willimantic to South Wyndham and the like, and then they opened the Frog Bridge, and this bridge then became the garden on the bridge. Can you just fill in the blanks of how that whole process worked, that until the garden on the bridge put flowers and things on there, was that bridge basically unused?
1: Oh, it was horrible looking. We have some pictures of after the, uh, the Frog Bridge was built, here was this old road, this old garden on the bridge, which was not a garden on the bridge, it was a root it was not technically Route 32. It was something else. And it was, it had, you know, the guardrails and the lines down the middle of the road and the pavement that was kind of crumbly. And we have pictures of just how bad it looked. So the point came when the town had to decide well, what are we going to do with that? It's not safe. It's ugly. It's not being used. How about if we just demolish it? take everything apart, uh, get rid of it, including that beautiful stone arch underneath the road, and just pretend it never happened. We have a new bridge ups- upstream, and we don't have the wherewithal to take care of all this. So that was a proposal, and that came close to happening. And then some of the town citizens, including Bev York and Meg Reich and some of the other ones, said, wait a second. I think we could do something with this. Look at that arch and the span and the river and the railroad. You've got a really, really scenic little spot here. So they worked pretty hard to make that happen and rescue the span, which is now the Garden on the Bridge.
0: And who are the friends of the Garden on the Bridge? Who are the folks that maintain it? And when you add new things, who pays for the new things, the new color that shows up on that bridge?
1: Well, it's a combination group of the Garden Club and the Friends, and the Friends, I'm sure people know some of them, me, Barbara Wright, Ruth Cutler, who is the Garden Mastermind, uh, Jean Desmay, and, and is there one more? Am I, for who am I forgetting? But we meet twice a month and we have an agenda and we keep minutes and we know every workman in town by now. A couple of the big things that are going to be happening the next week, you know how these things always take months of preparation. If you have walked across the garden on the bridge recently, you'll see a big hole, a big, big hole in the stone wall after after you go under the trestle. And it's an old stone wall, and it's just dangerous and ugly-looking. So we have contracted with Kyle Stearns to fix that. We will pay for it, even though it's questionable who owns it, just to keep things good-looking and safe. And the other thing is that the planters are going to be removed and replanted across the street, hoping that those hydrangeas can continue to grow, dress up that part of Main Street.
0: What's the message you've got for people who have heard about the garden on the bridge but never bothered to stop by and check out to see what a nice treat that we now have spanning the Willamantic River?
1: Yeah, that's true. It's people. It's surprising people who have been here for a long time say what, where, what. So I I tell them where to go. It's it takes half an hour to walk across. There are benches to sit on all the way. You can park down at the Heritage Park, which is also worth the walk around with the new garden there that the 325 Trees group put in. So you can park down at Heritage Park, look for the staircase, go up the staircase, and turn left or turn right, and that's all it takes. There you are.
0: Now, are the Friends of the Garden on the Bridge the same people that maintain that uh, garden, relatively new garden, that is on High Street near Memorial Drive?
1: Nope, nope, that's the 325 Trees, that's me, and now the Garden Club members, and we also get a ton of help from Eastern students. Their community engagement program has been wonderful, very helpful, and some students sometimes from Yukon, depending however we can schedule them. There are gardens all over town, and we have started having, uh, we've had two bus trips, from the senior center. The senior center gives us the use of their van and they give us a driver. And we take this little jaunt around town, stopping at some of the small gardens that people didn't know were there.
0: What a great idea. And speaking of the garden on the bridge, you've had help from the Public Works and also Losip. Talk about what the the role they played in having a nice garden on the bridge for everybody to enjoy.
1: Well, yes, we've had a ton of, of help both financial and physical and we got a big grant from the state in the first place and now over the years the town has put us into their budget with LOSIP money requested and we have a couple of grant writers on board who get grants from things like the DEEP to do specialized projects so it's it's the public works has been down there with the irrigation repair and the, some of the moving earth and dirt. We're going to be having a new sidewalk put in on the other side of the, the bridge because the old one is cracked and unpleasant. So the public works is always there to help us out when they can.
0: And lastly, tell the story about uh, the grandma, Addie Rivera, and, and uh, the, the special tree that they adopted.
1: That's on High Street, and that is so neat. There was a, when, the, when we had a planting day two years ago, a woman and her husband and her two children showed up, not students, not club members, just interested uh, residents. So I put the kids to work and the mom and dad, and that was Abby Rivera and her two husband and her, hus- and her two children. Sorry. <laughs> And her husband, and they planted a particular crabapple tree. That was their assignment. And the kids had to take the rocks out of the hole, and they had to put the dirt in, and then they had to press it down and make it even, all that stuff, and then water it. And I took their picture, and I sent it to their parents afterwards with a thank you. And I was so surprised, so happy, two years later, right now, the mother sent me back the picture that I had sent her of the two kids standing beside their tree, very small-looking, all of them, with a new picture of right now, where the kids had grown two years' worth and the tree had grown. And it, was just, it just touches your heart to have people do something like that.
0: Great story to wrap things up with Faith Kenton, talking about some happenings at the Amp, the amphitheater in the Garden on the Bridge, including Kate Miller the Queen of the Meadow, the singer, who will be performing from 6 until 7 o'clock this Friday. But there's also a party going on between 4.30 and 7 o'clock, BYOB and the like. Just walk across the Garden on the Bridge past the river and under the railroad trestle, and the amp is straight ahead. Faith, thanks for the good work on the Garden on the Bridge, which, by the way, was rededicated as the Wyndham Garden on the Bridge in 2006. Thanks for joining me today.
1: You're very welcome. Glad to be here.
0: 14 WILI Willimatic and 95.3 FM.